In the 1980s and early 1990s, a sinister figure haunted the streets of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Preying on young men, he lured them into his twisted world, leaving a trail of death and horror in his wake. This is the chilling story of Jeffrey Dahmer, also known as the Milwaukee Cannibal. Welcome to Crime Quickie, where we explore the captivating world of crime stories. We're your hosts, Paige Turner and Lucy Furr. In today's episode, we will take a look at the chilling case of Jeffrey Dahmer, a notorious serial killer who brutally murdered 17 young men and committed unspeakable acts. Join us as we delve into the dark world of one of America's most infamous criminals. Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer was born on May 21, 1960 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Dahmer's childhood was relatively unremarkable, with no obvious signs of the horrors that were to come. His parents, Lionel and Joyce Dahmer, described their son as a shy and introverted child. However, as he grew older, they began to notice some troubling behaviors, such as an unhealthy fascination with dead animals and a growing sense of isolation. After his parents' divorce when he was 14, Dahmer's life took a downward spiral. He started to drink heavily and his interest in death and dissection intensified. It was during these turbulent teenage years that Dahmer committed his first murder at just 18 years old. This marked the beginning of a horrifying killing spree that would last over a decade and claim the lives of 17 young men. Jeffrey Dahmer's killing spree began in 1978, when he picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Hicks. Dahmer lured Hicks back to his home with the promise of alcohol and company. However, when Hicks tried to leave, Dahmer panicked and bludgeoned him to death with a barbell. He then dismembered the body and disposed of the remains in the woods near his home. Over the years that followed, Dahmer continued to prey on young men, mostly in the Milwaukee area. He targeted vulnerable individuals, such as drifters, runaways, and those he believed would not be missed. Dahmer's modus operandi involved luring his victims to his home, where he would drug, strangle, and dismember them. The grisly details of his crimes revealed a chilling pattern, Dahmer would often keep souvenirs of his victims, such as skulls and bones, and engaged in acts of necrophilia and cannibalism. Dahmer's murderous activities went largely undetected for years, but there were several close calls. In one chilling incident in 1991, a 14-year-old boy named Connor Axintha Sumphone escaped from Dahmer's apartment, only to be returned to him by police officers who believed the two were involved in a domestic dispute. Tragically, Cynthia Sumphone became Dahmer's next victim. As the body count grew, so did Dahmer's boldness and depravity. He began taking photographs of his victims at various stages of the murder process, as well as experimenting with chemicals and other methods in an attempt to create zombie-like sex slaves. Despite his cunning and calculated methods, Jeffrey Dahmer's reign of terror finally came to an end on July 22, 1991. His downfall began when a potential victim, Tracy Edwards, managed to escape from Dahmer's apartment. Edwards flagged down a police car and led officers back to the scene of the crime. What they discovered in Dahmer's apartment was a horrifying collection of evidence, including human remains, photographs, and tools used in his murders. As the gruesome details of Dahmer's crimes emerged, the public struggled to comprehend the extent of his depravity. The investigation revealed a total of 17 victims, dating back to his first murder in 1978. 
Dahmer's trial began in January 1992, and he initially pleaded not guilty by reason of insanity. However, despite the horrific nature of his crimes and the testimony of mental health experts, the jury ultimately found Dahmer sane and guilty of 15 counts of murder. Jeffrey Dahmer was sentenced to 15 consecutive life terms in prison, totaling 957 years. He was sent to the Columbia Correctional Institution in Portage, Wisconsin, where he would spend the remainder of his life. Dahmer initially spent time in solitary confinement for his own safety, but he eventually requested to be placed in the general population. While in prison, Dahmer became the target of violence from other inmates. In November 1994, during a work detail, Dahmer and another inmate, Jesse Anderson, were attacked by a fellow prisoner, Christopher Scarver. Scarver, armed with a metal bar from a weight set, brutally beat both Dahmer and Anderson. Dahmer was found alive but unconscious, and he died later that day from severe head trauma. Jesse Anderson succumbed to his injuries a few days later. Jeffrey Dahmer's death marked the end of a chilling chapter in American crime history. His story serves as a haunting reminder of the darkness that can lurk beneath the surface, hidden within seemingly ordinary people. The horrifying tale of Jeffrey Dahmer, the Milwaukee cannibal, stands out as one of the most chilling and gruesome stories in the annals of true crime. With 17 young men brutally murdered and countless lives shattered, Dahmer's heinous acts continue to serve as a cautionary tale of the dangers that can lie hidden within our communities. The shocking nature of his crimes and the incomprehensible depravity that drove him will forever be etched in the minds of those who learn of his story. That's it for this episode of Crime Quickie. A quick preview of our next episode. Imagine a killer so cunning, so elusive, that he taunts police and media with cryptic messages and remains unidentified for decades. A chilling figure who terrorized Northern California in the late 1960s and early 1970s, leaving a trail of unsolved murders in his wake. This is the story of the Zodiac Killer.